Check one, two. Check. What are you gonna do? How you done? How you done? Coffee, baby. Wipe the olive oil. Dying out here in this country. I'm dying out in this country. Bing, bing, bing. Join the call. Join the call. Join the fucking call. Join it. Join it. Bing, join bing, it. bing. I'm join gonna the light call. My cigar. I'm going to light my cigar. Bing, bing, bing. Join your call. What's going on, everybody? Today's episode, we put up a poll. We asked for some questions from you guys. We're going to do a little Burn Down podcast Q&A coming up next on The Burn Down. I'm your co-host, Eric, <laughs> a.k.a. Brother Cigar. I'm man. lighting up. I'm lighting up. The guy in the white polo is Justin, a.k.a. Dapper Cigar, lighting up his blueprint. What Today up? we have a special episode. It's an oldie but goodie. We haven't done this in a while. These actually, these these do well. Yeah, well, it's... I like know, it's a, It's a personal, you know, it's like a personal thing, you know? It kind of started off with, what did it start off with? Date with the burn down. Yeah, we did like, you know, like a date with the burn down, you know, you ask us questions, get to know us a little bit more. That was before we actually had a following, and now we and we had to make up questions. <laughs> I would we had say, to go online. Remember the articles? We used to go oh, online. Yeah. <laughs> before we had a network. I like that word better. Network. Yeah, network. I don't like I don't like to say followers. My followers like when I say I don't like no. My people. My community. How about those? How about those my friends? My fucking friends. You know what really you know what really gets my dick hard? Helping out my friends. That's it. That's fucking it, man. You know what? I could sell this house for thirty percent above market value right now. And I only do it for four fifths commission. <laughs> How would that yeah, be? Yes, you fuck. You know, it's that'd be incredible. That'd be incredible. I love that because most people don't realize that that's 80% commission. Yeah. <laughs> because I only do it for four-fifths commission. commission. Yeah, no doubt. Easily. It's so funny. Change the subject. All right. So we um, we have a bunch of questions. But before that, if you're new to this channel, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, and check out the website, burnonpodcast.com. Uh, we got a membership up there. Up there, it's five bucks a month. We give away cigar spirits, accessories, and more. We got merch up there. We have T-shirts, accessories. We have um, canvases. You know, we have these canvases. You can purchase them. We'll sign them for you. Um, so check that out. Burnoutpodcast.com. Yay, yay! But we're smoking some blueprints. We got some questions. Okay, and we're just gonna kind of go through them, just spark some conversation. You know? What yeah. I'm we put up a poll on our Instagrams, and we just had people ask questions away, and we're just gonna pick some. So let and me, uh, uh, go over it. We're smoking blueprints. We're drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah. Co- dude, coffee and blueprints are fucking coffee and blueprints solid. are great. You know, it can't go wrong. All right, so let's start with. Uh, I'm going to start here. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Flying Cigar Company. Visit flyingcigars.com for all your cigar needs, including our cigar, the Blueprint. Flying Cigar Company has been a valued partner of the Burn Down Podcast since we first launched the Blueprint back in July of 2022. Not only are they the exclusive online retailer for our cigar, but they have a great selection of sampler packs, accessories, and humidors. And one of our favorite things about working with Flying Cigar Company is a portion of each sale will go to a veteran organization so you know you're representing a good cause. So visit flyingcigars.com and get your blueprints today. But first question... Let me see here. Is and I think this is probably a great question to start with. Okay. Okay. Right off the bat, okay. great question to start with. Great question. And it's actually 
from a former member. Well, not a former member, but a, a member who is a former winner of oh. our Members Only Giveaway. Oh. And that is Isidro Garcia. Isidro Garcia. Isidro Garcia. So their uh, tag is Isidro, I-S-I-D-R-O, and Garcia, and then there's three I's at the end. So it might be the third, or Isidro Garcia the third. But their question is, where did the love of smoking cigars start for you? Was it a person of influence or an event? Uh, I would say it was a person. Uh, yeah, I guess it was, I would say a person. You know, my father was always big into cigars. He always liked cigars. I remember being a kid and, you know, he would have card games at, at my house and he, he'd be smoking cigars with all his buddies inside the house. I remember waking Love up. Love it. I mean, remember like waking up and like, welcome to dad. And he's like, go back to bed. I mean, go I, back to bed, boy. I, I don't know how my mom, I don't know how my mom allowed that, but. I got quad aces. Go back to bed. Yeah. I, don't bother. <laughs> Get out of here. I got a thousand dollars in the pot. Go back and, to sleep. And, uh, you know, he always enjoyed cigars. And then. I kind of had a fascination of how they looked, you know, uh, and what it resembled, in my opinion. Oh, I forgot. We're not wearing headphones. Or oh, I'm not wearing headphones. And, um, you know, I always liked the way it resembled. You know, I always envisioned it with, you know, success, uh, you know, business, guys in suits, guys looking sharp. You know, guys know what they're talking about. Yeah, me too. And uh, you know, that's what it, it symbolized me. success. Yeah, that's, yeah. What it, that's really, really all come, came down to. And, uh, you know, again, I, like I always say, you know, I grew up on a lot of the mob movies and I always just see, yep. you know, mobsters just smoking cigars. But again, they're always in suits. They always had a lot of money, you know, in that world. They were very successful. So that's how I imagined. I was like, you know, I want to be, you know, a successful guy. I want to be a, like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily a mobster, but, you know, I want to be nah, walking around nah, with nah, cash nah. in a suit smoking a cigar and, you know, feel good. Feel great. The Benji always goes on the outside. Always. Okay. You put the Benny on the outside. You know, my dad always said the opposite. He's like, always put the small bills on the outside. He's like, you know what? I, I do that. I do put the, the Benny's going the inside because the reason I do is because when I'm, if I'm out paying for something, I don't want to open up and just start flashing Benny's. Exactly. You know, I want to get to the short page. If I just got to pay for like a pack of gum or something, just put a dollar out there. I don't need to yeah. flash through $1,000 and here's, here's a fucking single. You know what yeah, I'm saying? 100%. That's exactly um, Unless you're like in a casino or something, then I don't need the small bills. I need to change yeah, a thousand. You need okay? the big bills. Give me the big bills give me the bennies uh no it started very similar to me you know for me it started very similar to you is my stepfather smoked cigars he always uh smoked cigars for a long time and i had my first cigar with him um and i would smoke in the backyard here and there when i was younger you know 16 17 18 and then come uh come college i went away to school and then towards the latter part of my college career i started smoking a little bit more you know, you're getting a little bit older. Now I'm 21, 22, 23, mm. and I got my first humidor, and I would still smoke with, you know, my stepdad when he came up or when I would go down, I'd smoke with him. And then uh, after, you know, I graduated and got a job, they opened up uh, Matador Cigars right across the street from my office, and then that was a blessing and a curse, and we've talked about it on the show before, but I would go there every day. Right, so it was great that I could go there every day, but then I'd be there every day, mm. and I really—that's when I started the page. I really started getting into cigar smoking. Um, but I was just like you. I always watched the mob movies. I always, you know, 
I loved those the successful man, right? I loved the cigars symbolize success. They're a luxury item. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not something that if you don't have disposable income, you're not going to be smoking them, right? And I always envisioned it as a luxurious item that the only the successful people smoked, and that's kind of where it, it originates from, right? Way back in the day, it symbolizes success because if you smoked a cigar, it mean it meant that you were successful enough where you had money to purchase cigars. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. so they saw a cigar smoker like that guy's got money because only the rich smoked, um, and so that's what kind of got me into like I, I, same thing as you. I like the way that he looks. I love the 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 suit, the money, the hanging out, the nice car, the stogie in hand, the way and he looks. And you always see like the slow motion walk and the smoke kind of. Yeah. I was just like, that's that's what I. Envisioned. You know, it always you know it, he wasn't smoking a cigar, but in Goodfellas with Robert De Niro when it's. Oh, is it Eric Clapton when it's like the din 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 and he's smoking a cigarette? Yep. And dun, it's slowly dun, 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 panning up. Yeah. yeah. I vision it like that. That's how it looks in my eyes. But oh, yeah. We- I mean, there's nothing better. Like, there's nothing that feels better when you got a perfectly bespoke suit on, right? Three-piece suit or you got a tux. You got your shiny shoes. Mm. You got all the jewelry going on. Mm. And you got a nice stogie in hand. You got a glass of bourbon, right? Mm. Leaning against the bar. You got that. You blowing a. Sm- you feel. You feel like a billion dollar man, right? I feel like the the billion dollar man's boss. <laughs> you feel like fucking. You feel good. You feel good, man. You feel really you good. Feel it in your bones. You feel it in your bones, man. All right. You next, got the million dollar man's boss. Next. Yeah, up, that's worth a lot of money. Don't touch that. We have. Let's see. This is. And we're not going to say everybody's name, but we'll name a few. Uh, I mean, if they're if you know, we got, we got Keegan, Keegan Green or Keegan Green thirty one, K E E G A N G. Keegan Green, yeah, there you yeah. Go. Keegan Green thirty one. He said, "When's the next cigar coming out?" Ooh, hopefully yeah. next year. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully next year will be, uh, you know, at the outer phases of the cigar meaning. We tasted it, we picked the blend, and now it's just waiting to be made. Yeah, I mean, if I in an ideal world, and I, I mean, we're already into the second half, and the way that things have gone with you know with cigar production and stuff, it, it takes time to make like it's you can't just make five thousand cigars or ten thousand cigars overnight. It yeah. takes months to make that many cigars, right? Especially when you're you know you're not the only cigar that's being made out of these manu- out of these factories. There's, they're making a lot of other cigars, millions so, of cigars. Um, but in a perfect world, I would imagine that if we could get, you know, the first, I guess, the first small batch coming in, like, the next year, right? Starting, like, January 1st, 2024, if we can get, like, a, 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 a maybe a, not a full production run, but a limited release, slowly bring it in there while the blueprint's, you know, constantly running, slowly bring it in, and then really, you know, by maybe second quarter, bring in some more. Amp it up. Um, but that's probably the way that we would go, is you start with a small um, introductory introduction of the cigar introduction um, but we've talked about what it's going to be right it's definitely going to be a milder smoke it's going to be a step down from the blueprint it's going to be a red red color going to have uh, start with the letter D red label yeah red label it's basically going to look like this but a red label um, and uh, the letter D uh, we're not sure what the name is we have a couple ideas but we're not did sure you see, but... did you see we got an email from the, from the girl mm-hmm. Emma shout out to Emma perfect who, timing who, who made this for us she she emailed us just randomly. He's like, "Hey, I was on Instagram and your you know your, a cigar post came on my feed on Love my Instagram, to hear that. and it was the blueprint." And she goes, "The final product looks great." 
And she uh, designed that. Yeah. So shout out to Emma. Shout out to Emma. And uh, I was like, well, it's good timing because you know we're we're definitely thinking about another cigar soon. So we will be coming to you for design. What is good? What is good is that we've gone through the process already of of you know from absolute zero from absolute scratch to creating a cigar and considering that the next cigar coming out is going to be very similar in regards to it's going to be the same exact size it's gonna be the same exact box design just a different color and a different name right so obviously the blueprint we have you know the blueprint schematic and stuff and we obviously everything's blue and but we'll have a different name and it'll be red so we just have to the dimensions are the same because the cigar is going to be the same size. So yeah. all that stuff's kind of already done. We just say take the same box and the same dimensions, just change the color and change the the, the logo, the, the, the theme, the theme yeah. behind it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so depending on whatever we come up with with D, you know. But like you, I can imagine that it'll be the same size, you know, same label. It's just going to be red with a D and whatever the name is instead of like we have the name Blueprint. So there's a, a blueprint schematic behind the, the behind it. But if it's a letter D, whatever, whatever the theme of that word is, that'll be what's behind the. Um, so that's it. Anyway, so I imagine where I was going with that is I imagine that it'll be less time to market than the first cigar, right? Because we yeah. kind of have a lot of the stuff. Yeah, because a, a part of it for a while was learning how to figure out the size of the dimensions of the box, how many the size of the cigar. Yeah, that was the, fun actually. That was that pretty, was all you because that was you're, fun. You're the numbers engineer guy, so you're like. Bing, bing, it's gonna be blah 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 size and do, do, do. it actually okay. wasn't that. I remember sitting out here. It actually wasn't that difficult. I'm sure it wasn't for you. Well, no, I mean, I, I figured. All right, we have twenty cigars in a box, two rows of ten. So I'm like, there's ten cigars across. What's the width of one cigar? Times it by ten. That's the inside of the box. And I was like, what's the height of the cigar? There's two rows. Times it by two. That's the height of the box. See, you where know? it took you probably 15 minutes to think about it, probably would have took me like three hours to come up with it. So um, we played to our strengths. Yeah, it, was good. it worked. It was good. <laughs> it was good. You thought about the design. I thought about the dimensions. <laughs> That's it. Engineering, marketing. There we go. So, all right. What do we got next? You um, know, I, I can never say his Instagram name. How would you say this? I, I always, I say, um, I always I, say Umbagormi. Yeah, I always, we always talk on Instagram. And, he, you know, he's a big time, uh, big time BD community member. But yeah, Umbagori, U-M-B-A-G-O-R-M-Y. You know, he he's asked, got two questions actually. Yeah, he said, "How how has how have your cigar tastes evolved over time? If they have, they definitely have." And then he said, "What are your favorite? What are some of your favorite cigar memories?" So it's actually a two part question. It's a two parter here. <laughs> let's um, let's go with the first one. So have have your cigar has your profile uh, or your preferences changed? Over the years, mine certainly has. I guess if you, yeah, I guess when I first started smoking to now, yeah, but like I still don't claim myself as picking up these very intricate notes. You know, I feel like my flavor profile when I'm tasting cigar is very basic, unless I'm really, 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 really concentrating, which usually isn't the case. Yeah, unless you're um, like by yourself listening to music, not working. Not even that. Like I have to be actually sitting down, like fully engaged on trying to pick up notes like when we were first doing cigar tasting when we were just like all right no talking let's just smoke cigars and just figure out what and we're that, tasting and here. that was kind of that was a, a a very cool experience to actually just sit and we're like you really close your eyes and really try to think of the flavors well what really helped me was that that flavor kit that you yeah. had that one time you yeah had all the different you know the the woodchucks the chocolate the coffee it was like in this little 
little plastic tin and you had different flavors and I would, you know, I would smoke the cigar, smell, you know, smell one of it and somehow the, the smell of, from the nose and the taste of the cigar in your mouth, it, it worked out and it was just, it, it was so it was a really It was a really cool experience though because you would, you would smell one, like for instance, like caramel. You would smell caramel, then you would go to the cigar and be like, yeah, I don't get that at all. That's not even in there. And then you would smell like dark roast coffee, and you'd get and you're like, oh, that's well, it. That's I a, definitely get that's that. That's the juice right there, you know, baby. So it was, it was a very interesting experience. Um, but I would say that, yeah, my palate has definitely changed. Um, yeah, it, so before you answer, it definitely has because I used to like Connecticut cigars a lot more. And now, I'm not saying I don't like Connecticut cigars, but – I don't like them as much. Like I'll, I'll You're like more uh, partial to the medium yeah, like, to medium. Kind of like you know, n- you know, not to plug, but the blueprint. More medium to full-bodied cigars. Uh, Connecticut, you know, I usually will have like in the morning or like on a golf course because uh, they're just lighter. Of course, yeah. And you know, obviously with coffee. But I remember smoking a lot. Like I would be like, "Ooh, Connecticut! Ooh, Connecticut!" And now I'm not really, you know, uh, looking for Connecticut as much. So yeah, it has developed over yeah. the years. You know? I think that I think that it's. Um, it's definitely changed in the fact that it's broadened, right? I used to smoke starting off. You kind of, you know, smoke the same thing over and over again, and I was more, a little bit more partial to the mild to medium, right, because you're starting off. And then as you keep smoking more and you keep trying cigars, and then when Matadors opened up, I was trying everything. I was just doing – Yeah, I was trying everything. I was researching every cigar I smoked. I would look at it. I would read up on it. How did the, how did this name come about? Where is it from? How did the, the brand come about? Yeah. And how do they design the label? And it's like all these different things. I would learn all these fun facts. And my palate started broadening where I was enjoying all these different cigars. Right? Because you first start off, I wasn't having crazy blends. I was having, you know, you would get, I, I didn't even know what, what cigar I was smoking, where it was from. I would smoke a Romeo and Juliet and be like, I had no idea where it was from. Right? Or I would smoke a, uh, um, I wasn't even smoking any of the higher end stuff too. I would smoke, it could be a Dominican. I had no idea where it was from. But right. now, like you're smoking cigars, and I know that okay, Nicaraguans tend to be spicier, Hondurans tend to be floral, Dominicans tend to be earth, right? And now you're smoking all these blends, so and I can pick it up, and I know okay, that cigar I'm gonna like, that yeah. cigar I'm not gonna like. I remember, I remember like walking into like the humidor, like the matador humidor, and just being like complete, like when I first started, just being completely overwhelmed. Like, where do I even begin? Like, how do I even? What do I even do? Like, where do, are there Cubans in here? Uh, are there? Uh, and I was just like, like oh, information overload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like drinking like water from a fire from like a fire hydrant. I was like, I can't process. And you know, just like anything else, how do you how do you uh, eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yep. So you know, just proactively smoking different cigars and like you said, just figuring out, doing some research, reading upon it, and kind of just guiding the way. But I remember being like completely overwhelmed as most people are in the beginning of their cigar journey but uh it's normal so don't feel bad if it if you, and if I think you do it, get overwhelmed another thing uh, to go on to add to that is when you're first starting out you don't really know the difference between like a good and a bad cigar yeah like you don't know you're just smoking a cigar and like all right it tastes like a cigar but now after years and years of smoking all these different cigars we How many real- cigars do you think you smoked <laughs> oh my gosh i mean look at look at all the freaking like, at the, we, the, that, we stopped was- after a year from that but I mean, a lot. But now you can really pick up. Like, I'll have cigars on the golf course. I'll smoke a cigar and just be like, I don't like this. I'll toss it. And then you'll have another cigar. I'm like, yeah, I really enjoy this one. So now the flavor, you can, since you've had all these different cigars and you know what you like and what you don't like, you can pick up uh, different flavors and realize mm-hmm. what cigars, eh, I don't really like that one or I, don't, I do like that one. And by the way, 
that AC is blowing the smoke right into my fucking eyeballs. Yeah, your eyes. And I'm just like taking it like a champ. Um, taking it right on the champ. Taking it right to the face. So what? The other question was, <laughs> what are what are your favorite cigar memories? I, I, okay, I, I, I got a, I got a couple. You got a couple. I got to think. I got to dive back into the archives. Okay, are uh, we talking? Are we talking about like straight up like smoking cigar memories or like podcast memories? Anything, any memory that you have that just jumps in your, in your brain with a cigar. The first one that I can think of, or the first one that not that I can think of. I have a few, but the first one right off the bat is when I had the Opus X BBMF on my wedding day. Oh yeah, by the fire, cut it, all, and it was fan fucking tastic. That yeah, was speaking like a, of you know taste profiles, that was one of the only times you know to yes, tell the story. Yes, lot, you know Justin got married. We had a big bonfire. He and he had that uh, Toro Fuente BBMF, big bad motherfucker. It was a 2014, yeah, the purple Wait, purple marinated in the humidor for years, oh, and it was so good. He lit that bad boy up. It's like a two hundred dollar cigar, at least in New York. And he's smoking it, and I was like, dude, I know it's not the uh, normal to share a cigar. But you gotta puff, puff, pass with that cigar because I need, I need some of that. I mean, let me try some of that. And I remember tasting it, and right off the bat, I'm like, "Holy shit, this is some fucking smoked meat." Yeah, like it's like you bit into I a didn't fucking have to think. barbecued steak. It I was, was like, like, "Damn, it's wild!" Fucking, cr- my mouth was salivating. It was wild. I was blown away. It was such a good stick. And I mean, it was also the fact that yes, it's a very luxurious high end stick. Okay, not many people are going to be buying two hundred dollars cigars. Okay, and I, I that's a, I don't know. It was one hundred fifty, one hundred twenty, two hundred dollars. Something. It's north of a hundred. Okay, yeah. Not many people are buying north of a hundred cigar dollar cigars. But on top of that, is it was marinating for a while. I had I had bought that cigar. Marinating. I had bought that cigar and I put it in there. Said I will smoke this on my wedding day, and it's been sitting in there. And then I finally got this. How? When it. did you buy that cigar? Well, it was a 2014. I think I bought it maybe. I want to say it was in there for a few years. So I got married in what 2022. It's probably been in there for four to five years. I might okay. have bought it in like 2017. I got some good marination. So right it there. was, and I made sure it was. I was like, this has got to stay good. So it never came out of the humidor. I rotated it. I moved it around. I made sure it was good. Um, but that was one. Another one I can remember. And let me see. So this. The cigar was, and this is, so this is interesting. This was back in college. I had a one-bedroom apartment, and I used to sit on my balcony. I had a little balcony. I had a little, those, um, I forgot what fucking chairs they were. But you ever see those chairs where it was, like, really low to the ground, and the chair almost looked like an X, and it had, like, four points yeah. And it had like the like this like fabric that would just sit on the four points, and then you would sit down into the fabric. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think it was it a uh, like a, a portable chair. Like yeah, it, was, it collapsed, but then yeah. you would open it up, and then the the like fabric chair. Yeah, the fabric had like four um uh, like little pockets that would go on the four points. I forgot what they call them, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about, like right? A port- like a, just like a beach yeah. chair type of thing. And I would sit down there, and I was smoking a um, Dolce Vita. Oh. Okay, and the Dolce Vita was like a sweet, uh, uh, like a sweet tipped cigar, right? And this was this is back, like I said, this was like the latter part of my college years where I just started getting into cigars, and my stepdad loved Dolce Vitas, and I had one, and I was smoking it, and I was listening to like some nineteenth, like Frankie Valli, some Rat Pack. I was listening to some Duop on, Doo-wop. and I was smoking Doo-wop. a cigar, and I, was, I actually have a picture of it, and I was just chilling, and it was like a Friday night, and I was just watching all the kids just like fucking. 
getting hammered, making a fool. I'm just chilling there, and there's doo-wop playing. Everybody's looking at me like, what the fuck is this kid listening to doo-wop? <laughs> fucking dweeb doing up there. <laughs> yeah, they were looking at me like, what is this kid doing listening to doo-wop on a Friday night? And I was loving it. I Damn. was Because ch- I was like, I had practice early the next morning. So I was like, I'm not doing shit. I got loved one. it. I can see if I find it. While you think of one, I'll see if I, I got, find that. I got a good memory. It was, uh, I have a house in upstate New York, and we have a, we built a deck on our pond, and this is the only time I ever smoked a cigar with my grandfather. But it was over the summer. Uh, someone gave me like a bunch of Cuban Romeo and Juliet cigars. And this is only maybe about three or four years ago. But it was. They gave you Cuban Romeo and Juliet. I forgot where I got them from. Someone that sent them to me or, 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 you know, one of those things. But I had some Cuban Romeo and Juliets. And I brought them upstate and I gave one. I had one. It was my my two brothers, my dad, and then my grandfather was like, "Let me get one." And we're like, "Let me get one of them bad boys." And we're like, "What?" So we're all see so your grandfather yeah. said that. And my grandfather's over eighty years old. I mean, he was probably he was probably right before eighty. I think he's eighty two now. So he must have been maybe seventy eight, seventy seven around there. But we're all smoking okay. cigars, and he's never he, he was a cigarette smoker his whole life, healthy as an ox. He's like, I don't know how I died. I haven't died yet. I, you know, he smoked his whole life. He doesn't smoke anymore, but he smoked cigarettes his whole life, healthy as an ox, still alive and kicking to this day. And uh, he was like, hey, son, give me a cigar. And I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cut it up. Light it up. I it was, was the Cuban? Uh, it was the Cuban. We were fucking sitting on the deck just in the lounge chairs, and we're just he's telling us like his old you know stories about you were being, loving it. being in the Navy, you were loving you know, it. traveling the world, and I was like, damn. I'm like, this is pretty cool. I'm like, I, I'm smoking a cigar with my my 80-year-old grandfather. Like, not too many can, people can do this. So I remember he was like, yeah, let me get one of those. I'll smoke a cigar. My grandpa's like, he never smokes cigars. This must be a special moment. I'm like, hell yeah. Let's share this moment right Bang. now. I remember being Bang. like, you know, this is a cool moment. with my dad, my brothers, my mom, my grandma, my grandfather now. We're all smoking cigars. And this is Bang. good as my dad calls it, GFF. Good family fun. Good old family fun. <laughs> I got another one, but I want to show you. This is the picture. This is 2012. Yeah, that's like a beach chair, dude. Yeah, 2012. Oh, my God. That was 11 years ago. Jeez, dude. Yeah. You look like a fucking little prepubescent boy. That was a little Your bit. balls drop even by then? <laughs> so, um, um, so that was that. But another one I do remember, and this is a great one. So this was... On my bachelor party, actually. So my bachelor party, you were, I was there. You were there. We rented a house in the middle of the Pocono Mountains, and we it was basically stogies, oh. brewskis, bourbon, barbecue, gambling, the most golf. manliest shit you can like, think of. Just and this was the the like two days before the bachelor party. We had just got the first boxes of blueprints. Sick. The first two boxes that came out, one for me and one for Eric. And I remember I, you know, I didn't I didn't open it yet, but I brought them. I was like, all right, here's yours. Let's open it. I remember we first opened it. We were like, ha, and then everybody, everybody had a blueprint. We're all smoking. It was the first first set so sick of blueprints. We smoked, and it was. Fantastic! We're just drinking. We're partying. How did we not make that into a reel? We got. We got. Oh, I got to make that, that into was, a uh, reel. That's another great memory. No, that, that was on my list too. But yeah, it was uh, definitely getting that. But I remember showing up. I came a little bit later than everyone else, and you're and you just like, you didn't even say hi. You just had. You were just holding it behind your head. Your I was hand. like, you ready? And you're like, <laughs> what up, bro? You ready? And I was like, 
I don't even have my drop my bag yet, but yeah, I guess I am. And you're like, well, bam. I'm like, yeah. You were like, you went like this. You went, ha, 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 ha. Oh, I went from six to midnight real quick, my boy. <laughs> Shit was wild. Yeah, that was great. Shit was a good time. All right, let's get on another. Uh, all right, so. What else we got here? Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, This isn't a question. Someone just said, need those blueprints. <laughs> need those blueprints. Blueprint cigars for sale in South Florida. Get them down here. That's low. That's low. Thirty-one, thirty-one. Oh, here's one. Okay, so this one says, "Do you have a pers- a preferred size or shape of cigar that you tend to gravitate towards? And if so, what attracts you to that per- that particular style?" Okay, very easy question to answer. Uh, I used to, I used to like Toros a lot. Not so much now, but the size that I love is the cigar is the size our cigar. The blueprint is resembled after, and it's the robusto. I just think it's the perfect size. You it's know, a great stick. And ours a, is a little. Ours is like a robusto gourd, though. Yeah, ours is a little bit thicker. Five fifty-four. Five fifty-four. It's a little thicker than a typical yeah. robusto, but that it, length, that five inches. Yeah. I like it because you know it's uh, it's not intimidating for the the cigar rookies. It's perfect size for the cigar aficionados. Yeah, it's and not going to be like you're not going to give them to me like, damn, that's a big one. Yeah. No, give me a small one. Like a, no. if you give someone a Toro, someone who doesn't smoke a cigar, they're like, oh my god, I don't know if I could smoke this whole thing. You smoke a Robusto, it's an hour, it's an hour smoke, feels good in the hands, and it's just a, it's just the perfect size, my opinion, my my favorite. I'm a hundred percent with you. I I have two that. So I am a Robusto guy, and I'm also a Lancero guy. I do love Lanceros. Lanceros, the long and skinny ones. It was the first ever. It was the traditional Cuban size um, for people that don't know. But I do like Lanceros. But Robusto, yeah, the Robusto gore, like that five by fifty four, like our blueprint is the five by fifty two, five by those are those are great sizes. Yeah, I think man. it's just a great hour stick. Um, you can smoke them in the morning. You can smoke them at night. It's just a perfect length of cigar. I do. I do enjoy. And um, I, I will say it's I don't nor I don't smoke a lot of them. I don't have a lot of them in my humidor, but I do enjoy a good six by sixty. That's probably the biggest like that I will smoke. But like the Zeno Platinum, yeah, those are those are the, the six by sixty. Those that's a the Tubo. That's a great stick, man. That's a great. I actually smoked one when I was in the Hard Rock um, before I had smoked the Blueprint, mm. and it's it's a good stick. It's a longer stick. It's gonna last you an hour and a half, two hours. But it's a great, great, great smoke. So. Yes, I know. I usually like the bigger cigars like that, um, like on the golf course. It's good golf course cigar. Yeah, I mean that's a little bit higher end for a golf cigar. No, but that size, that size, like yeah. a six by sixty is a good. We actually, you know, we had talked about uh, in the future coming out with maybe a six by sixty of. Um, we, talk, we talk about a lot of things, you know. But I see a lot of guys. See, see a lot, lot of girls. Uh, no, 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 I see a lot of no, girls. You say, a girl you're seeing. I see a lot of girls. No. I see a lot, a lot of, of guys, guys too. I think that's sexy. I think that's sexy. Actually, last night I was with my mama and Coach Klein at the same time. <laughs> we got a question. Which cigar slash brand was it that got you both hooked and into cigars? You know, hooked. I'll tell you into and hooked are two different things. Yeah. yeah. So I'll break this down. Break uh, it. Break it down. I'm gonna break it down for you. Uh, you know, I always like cigars, but you know. I just smoked whatever cigars I can get my hand on. I didn't really, I didn't really know like brands until I went to my cigar, first cigar fest in like 2017, and came back, and I had a lot of Gurkhas. Right, the Gurkhas get a bad rep, but at the time I didn't know, I didn't know. I was always smoking. I always had all these Gurkhas, and I was like, Gurkhas are cool cigars. I like, you know, I like the band. They always had cool designs. I like this. I like that. And I always smoked 
Gurkhas. So I wouldn't say that's a cigar that got me into them, but those are like the cigars I would like look after. I remember, you know, still to this day, the only Gurkha that I like, it's on Cigar International's website. It's the Gurkha Park Avenue 45. It's a Connecticut cigar, but it's a very inexpensive and great Connecticut for if you want to bring it to a box to a, a wedding or a party or a vacation. I think, I mean, it might be a little more expensive now, but it used to be like 80 to 100 bucks for a box of 20. And they're always solid. Torpedo. They're always good. My dad got me into them. So, and I remember going to like cigar lounges being like, do you have a Gurkha Park Avenue 45s? And they're like, I've never even heard of that cigar. And I was like, oh, okay. Never mind. My bad. But uh, that was like one of the first cigars I really started smoking a lot. You started like collecting, getting yeah. boxes. And, yeah. and then I noticed like, you know, the regulars, like the Olivas. I was a big, you know, what hooked me was. Uh, Olivas. Oliva, the Siri V Millennial. That was yep. one like, I was like, damn, this is a. a uh, a higher than rated cigar. It was like one 2014 cigar of the year, but it was like a really premium cigar. It was a unique shape, and that's what got me into like, uh, like the brand names, like the Olivas. Yeah, yeah. I would say the 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 first cigar I ever had was a Romeo and Juliet 1875 Bully. It was like the first real cigar I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had mentioned you know in in the Dolce Vitas that kind of I was, my stepfather was smoking them and I didn't really know anything about. What cigars. is a Dolce Vita? Like a flavored cigar? It was a flavor. It was like they had the ca- the coffee flavored ones. They yeah. Not and it's not like it was dipped. It wasn't flavored throughout. It was dipped. So it had like a little sweet tip. I had a couple barber poles too. I'll give you a sweet tip. Um, but I would say Olivas were like the first cigars that I really started purchasing boxes of. I would purchase the boxes of the. Of the sample, the sampler packs. I would purchase boxes of those. The Oliva Series V, the Series O, the Series G. Those ones I really. Drew started. Estate was a bit. Drew big Estate one was too. another one, um, and my uh, the my father, the Flor de las Antillas. That cigar, I always talk about that. I loved that mm-hmm. cigar, or I still do. Um, yeah, I think that's. That was from that was man, from man. I'm I'm feeling like you now. Yeah, you got I, your eyes are getting fucked. I know. Well, it's the AC. I think the AC. We're gonna have to turn. We the, have to uh, point it in a different direction. Point the vent. I'm gonna actually do that right now. Yeah, do that right now. That was that that question was from Max Smokes. So thanks to, thanks to Max Smoke over there. All right, what else here? Um, let's see. Someone asked, "Can you explain the significance of toasting the foot of a cigar before lighting it?" Wow, that's a very good question. The significance of lighting the foot of a cigar. Well, the significance of it, it it gets, for lack of a better term, it gets the fire started. It gets all the long filler tobacco um, ready to go. So you don't want to just take the cigar, put it in your mouth, and just let it rip. Toasting cigar gets all the tobacco ready for the first puff. You know, it's kind of like uh, kind of like getting the engine started when you're uh, – what do you think about this analogy, right? Toasting the foot of a cigar, Justin, while you're fixing the AC, is like a car. Turn on your car in the winter to get the heat warmed up. Does that make sense? Toasting the foot of a cigar, you know, it's getting your cigar primed up. You're getting all the long filler tobacco ready to be smoked. So an analogy I would like to put is when your car is in, you know, it's in the snow, it's in the winter, you go turn your car on, get the heat. You gotta warm it up. You gotta warm the car so when you punch the gas, you get dressed, come back and your car is nice and warm. So you come back and your car is nice and solid. Same thing with lighting and toasting the cigar. You don't, you kind of ruin the flavor, you ruin the cigar if you just go right into it. Obviously, you can do it, but if you're talking about etiquette and proper way of lighting a cigar, I would say toasting the foot is how you get the cigar started and get the ample amount 
of flavors and experience from the cigar. Yeah, so I will I will say this. Uh, I'm gonna have to close my eyes as I talk about this. Um, close. My I know eyes. the uh, the smoke's getting in my eyes. I tried to put a fan over here to blow it back that way, so it kind of maybe goes this way. But um, anyway, so the the importance of toasting it is that a lot of guys will just put the cigar in their mouth and they hold the flame up and they start puffing. Yeah. The problem with that is you're actually gonna burn the inside of the cigar. Okay. You're actually supposed to toast it because you just want to warm up. The tobacco, just like you said, where you're warming up your car, you just want to warm up the tobacco. Same thing, like you know the saying: you got to warm the oven before you put the turkey in. Yeah, you know 100%. what I'm saying. You can't just you can't you can't just go in. You got to warm it up first. Okay. You know it's kind of like uh, you know you know it's kind of like uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, listen. Uh, it's kind of like making love, right? You can't you can't, you can't just go in. What? Well, I can't think of the word. Uh, you can't just go. You can't just go in. It's, all about, it's like foreplay. Yeah, you can't just go in guns a blazing. Nah, you know nah, what I'm nah, saying nah. you got you know you know you take gotta, care of it. Slowly go. You know slowly nurture it. You know ease your way into the mm, water. Okay, yeah. ease it in. So anyway, why am I getting turned on right? right? So you got to toast the cigar. <laughs> what you're doing is just toasting the tobacco, so that when you when you're puffing on it. You're pulling heat through, not the flame through. Yes. If that makes sense, okay? Um, which you, you toast it until you get all that tobacco nice and nice and hot, and then you can come up and you just do a quick one to really get everything everything going. Um, but that's why you toast a cigar. That's the proper way. And actually, if you, do it, if you do it right, you should be able to puff on the cigar without having to light it yeah. again. You toast it, and you should be able to get a couple puffs. You should. So... We'll, uh, we'll end off with this question because I think this is a really good question. Someone said, can you explain any social or cultural significances associated with gifting? <laughs> this is very in-depth. Uh, cultural significance associated with gifting or sharing cigars among friends, colleagues, or family members. So difference – so say that again. Can you explain any social or cultural significance associated with gifting or sharing cigars among friends, colleagues, or family members? Like what is okay. – when you're gifting a cigar or sharing a cigar with family members, colleagues, or friends, what's the social significance of it? Which which is good. So my take on that is if you're well, one, if you're gifting someone cigars, it's it's obviously a celebration. You know, it's a celebration of some sort, a birthday, a, a new kid, a graduation. But also on the other side of that, you're gifting it. But now when you're sharing cigars, it's a moment together. It's a moment of conversation. It's a moment of camaraderie. It's a moment of just being in the moment and sharing the conversation with the people around you, enjoying a cigar. Yeah, and I also think too is like when you know I, I give people like when people come over and we hang out in the pool and stuff. I I, I give them cigars. I mean, now keep your stuff. Have some of mine. I give I give cigars. Some people don't even bring them, but I just say hey, I give them out to everybody. And I think it's um, your giving them something that's per- that's very personal to you like especially being a cigar guy like my cigar is very personal to me i love my cigars i'm very you know knowledgeable about my cigars like it's a very important part of my life my cigars are like my babies right so when you're giving those away to somebody to enjoy you're 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 kind of giving like a piece of of like giving a part of you to them damn my man's getting philosophical but you know what, but you know what i'm saying like like yeah, hey yeah. What, what's and then like hey enjoy this cigar have this cigar no no, no i got you have a cigar take any cigar you want like the you're given a, a, a very significant part of your life. Just like if you were if you were uh, a big bourbon guy or if you're a big tequila guy and you have all these different tequilas. Yeah, somebody it, comes over and you're like, hold on, try this. This is, this is great. This is from this region. It's something that so, you're so passionate about. So when you give it to somebody else, you're, you're giving some of your passion to them. It's like you're kind of allowing them to, to into your life as in a way of like sharing a moment together. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, I value – your time, your your purpose of being here, 
why don't you come enjoy a cigar? Come enjoy this bourbon with me. It's like a, yes. it's like a signal of uh, acceptance. It's a signal of yes camaraderie. And, you know, it's kind of like an invitation to to getting to know someone better. I, like he, here's another better. example too. There's a guy that um, uh, a friend of our friend of mine down in Florida that makes his own beer. He's a like we are with cigars. He is a beer connoisseur. He makes his own beer. He's got a full on tap system. He's got like three or four beers on tap at all times, different types, and he makes all these different types of beers. It's like somebody would come over, right? The difference would be all right. He's a beer guy, but somebody comes over. He says, "Hey, you know, here's a Michelob Ultra," versus, "Hey, let me get you. Let me get you one of my beers. I made this. This is from this, this, and this. It took me two weeks to make. Whatever. Here, let me get you a nice big glass, yeah. right?" You're you're he's not just giving you some you know regular schmegular, regular schmegular right he's not just giving you something like, yeah, 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 like he's giving you one of something that he created something that's his passion yeah same thing when we give out a blueprint like hey try my cigar it took me two years to make so you're gonna love this you're giving a piece of your life a piece of your passion to somebody preach brother I'm telling you man my man getting philosophical right all now. right well that that's, that was a great question and that's gonna do it for us here on the Brian now we hope you enjoyed that um, if please like subscribe follow us go to the website burnonpodcast.com check out the membership it's five dollars a month we give away cigar spirits accessories and more you get discounts to our cigar you get discounts to our partnering stores and check out our merchandise right we have shirts we have cutters lighters ashtrays travel cases we have canvases that you can purchase we'll sign them for you um we do have more merch coming we're thinking about you know long sleeves different colors polos pullovers hat we have hats all these things. Check it out, burnoutpodcast.com. Eric, I need to clean out my eyes, so can you please send them off with the signature cheers? All right, ladies and gents, thank you for watching and listening. We truly appreciate you. With that being said, cheers, chin chin. Salute.